You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Now, here's Dr. Kendra Pearson. Happy Sunday, Kansas City. You are listening to The Wellness Advocate, and I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and I am super excited for our show today because today on The Wellness Advocate, I am talking with my good friend, Dr. Adam Boonder. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Very well. Awesome. And he is a regenerative therapy expert here in Kansas City. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about regenerative therapy, regenerative treatments, because that's um, something that is really taking off in the healthcare industry. And I also have with me, uh, Troy is with us, and he is our fact-finding expert, our research expert. How are you doing today, Troy? I'm doing good. good. And I'm glad to have you here because I don't always get my facts exactly right. But you always keep me in check and make sure I stay in line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does it quite often, right? <laughs> right. He yeah. does it quite often. Uh, my passion is there, though. That's what counts. Right. right? Because that's why I do this show. I do this show because we want to bring the truth of what healthcare really is Absolutely. and the best that healthcare has to offer and get out of the sick care model, get away from sick care. So sometimes I get really passionate and always get the exact number, but you guys keep me in, keep me in line, which is good. Keep you in there. Right. Right. As long as I'm getting people on the path to better health, that's my goal. That's right. That's why you're the wellness advocate. Right. 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 So today we're talking about regenerative medicine. And I'm super excited to talk about this because this is something that we have done in my clinic for a few years now with ridiculous results, helping people with joint pain, Mm -hmm. osteoarthritis, avoiding surgery, avoiding knee replacements. um, And right. I mean, the results have been pouring in and I don't like to keep it a secret. I'm not trying to keep it a secret. I mean, we do advertise. We want people to know that this is an option that they have. But it just hit me this week. We had some really great results and testimonials and reviews come in. They're feeling so much better, getting off medications, avoiding surgery. And I was like, we've talked about this on the radio before. I need to talk about it again. Kansas City can't hear it enough. And that's the thing. It's bringing this information out and not keeping it a secret. Like you said, you're not trying to. But there's so much information now that people are, are reaching out to. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Unfortunately, here in the Midwest, usually it takes a couple of years. You know, we hear about things on the East and West Coast. We hear about uh, professional athletes, celebrities, people that are doing these treatments that we think are not accessible. In fact, Troy, you were just talking, uh, we were talking the other day about a few celebrities that, that yeah, you've well, even researched. Yeah, an article came out yesterday with Jimmy Graham with the Packers said that he is going to be doing stem cell treatments every year for the rest of his football career. Yeah, and not that you have to do. Uh, stem cell treatment every single year depends on really what you're doing. Obviously, he's putting his body through a tremendous amount of wear and tear. Um, But the truth is, is as we go through this process of understanding what regenerative medicine is, Mm -hmm. athletes like Kobe Bryant have gone through this. Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. um, You said Jack. Jack, Yeah, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods. Yeah. And and what I think. Golf isn't really taxing. What? They're just (laughs) walking around? Yeah, when you drive the ball 375 yards, yeah, it's, it's taxing not a big on deal, your body. Right? No. Okay, okay. I guess <laughs> I guess they need it. Um, but what's crazy is these, like you were saying, these elite athletes, yes, they are, especially these football players, Yeah, you know, golfers, okay, whatever. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but these football players, they are putting their body through a lot of tremendous stress. Right. But, you know, we are living here in America, we're living longer than we've ever lived. 
right? right? Life expectancy is expanding because, you know, we always want to live longer. We've always been searching for that fountain of youth. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is advances in science and medicine has got us living longer than we ever have. Absolutely. Problem is, is it's not exactly a quality of life. Right. You know, when I talk and I ask people, hey, who in this room wants to live to 100? Not many people raise their hand. Yeah. You know, when I ask why, what what do they say? Most of the time when they're getting to those ages, they're having their own children watch after them or they're they're living in some sort of health facility where they can't even take care of themselves. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's what it's become. And it's not right. And that's why we stand here and we talk about this stuff and mm-hmm. and to help them to understand that even though we see these celebrities and, and these professional athletes have accessibility to this, most of them are even traveling out of the country, out of the states. Uh, truth is, you don't have to do that anymore. I mean, it is right. here. It can and, be available for, yeah. you know, us, our the average Joe, right? Yeah. You know, these athletes, what's crazy is these athletes, they have an off-season to recover for mm-hmm. for the season that they work. But us, you know, regular working population, whether you're an industrial athlete, whether you're a police officer or a firefighter, whether you're, you know, you're a corporate athlete, I like to call it, you know, you're sitting at a desk, you're punching numbers, you're working all day long, you don't get an off-season to recover. That's right. And you're the moneymaker for your family. You've got to work. So you've got to keep yourself in shape. Yeah. And, you know, sitting is the new smoking. We do a whole talk about that. Right. Right. You're wear and tear and degeneration on your body is happening. And here's yeah. the thing is we're living so long, we're outlibing our cartilage in our joints. Right. And your that's body, doesn't I mean, your body stop is, creating new cartilage right. once you reach adulthood? Arthritis, meniscal tears, all these different things that are happening to it. I mean, most of these athletes when they're going in for these surgeries, again, it's the wear and the tear, the grinding, it's the mm-hmm. uh, the biomechanical, their movement dysfunction that's happening to their bodies. And obviously they're gonna get hit, they're gonna have those types of injuries, but you know, we as these corporate athletes or um, you know, occupational athletes, we're going through that same wear and tear just in a different way. But like you mm. said, we, we're not getting the break to, to truly recover. So mm-hmm. even just a misstep here, it, it's literally wearing down that cartilage. In fact, your cartilage stops uh, proliferating or growing once you reach adulthood. And, and that's one of the ways that osteoarthritis actually begins to affect the body is when that cartilage stops. I mean, there's still actual stem cells within your body. That's one misconception is that your body does have stem cells constantly. That's how we regenerate red blood cells. That's how we regenerate Mm -hmm. our skin. It's all those stem cells that are constantly, unfortunately, as we get older, those stem cells become less and less and less and different parts of your body, they become less and less and less even than in other areas. Um, Right. So that's why, you know, our kids heal super fast. Right. Right. We're always amazed how fast they heal. But as we get older, we don't heal as fast. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is what I want to try to say is that you know maybe the it's not just for athletes oh right. you know they need it It can be why not us you right. know why not as we get older we want to enjoy retirement you work so hard your whole life mm-hmm. why can't you um travel when you know once you retire and do the things that you want to do right, right. you always have this dream like oh you know i want to travel once i once i retire well how are you going to travel when you can't sit in an airplane for 13 hours to fly to europe right and right? you know going through this i mean the big thing that we're really talking about with regenerative medicine whether it's you know vitamin stem cell, whatever this is, it's, it's about today really talking about osteoarthritis, which is kind of the major factor that's mm-hmm. kind of what I say plaguing America today. You know, it affects between 50 and 60 million Americans uh, today. Worldwide, it's about 1.5 billion people are suffering from osteoarthritis. I mean, those are some staggering numbers. That's, you know, 50 to 60 million just here in the U.S. That's about 15 to 20 percent of our population. Well, Dr. Adam, you were saying that uh, something just came out and kids are now being diagnosed with OA. Yeah, I was actually researching, um, you know, whenever we're coming in, I've 
got these bits and pieces of information, but I love to dive in and to research this. And I came across something that I had no idea about that there's approximately 300,000 children uh, wow. that, are, that are suffering from some sort of arthritic or rheumatic type condition in the U.S. today. It's a sedentary lifestyle starting so young. You know, I, I think that's part of it. I think there's nutritional aspects of it. Definitely. I mean, you know, vitamin deficiencies, because, you know, when we talk about osteoarthritis in of itself, again, the cartilage literally is, is slowing down in its, its replication and, and reproducing. And so that wear and tear grinds it down. And then we lead to things like meniscal tears and, and those types right. of surgeries. But in children, unfortunately, um, I call it that love biological concentration of what's from our parents down to our kids and all these different things. I mean, even when I was a kid, I don't remember seeing kids suffering from arthritis or RA or or any of these types of, you know, inflammatory conditions. So, I mean, there's environmental factors, you know, from the outside, but also the end. Oh, yeah, definitely. And one thing I want to make sure everybody knows is, like you said, like, you know, all these people, numbers are rising, people suffering from osteoarthritis. It's not normal. And I think a lot of times people get in their headspace and they're like, oh, it's normal. It's just old age. Or my doctor said, it's just old age. But my question is, if you have arthritis and pain in your right knee, if it's just old age, why not your left knee? Right. Why not both knees? Absolutely. There's an underlying condition. And we talk about this all the time over and over again. And I won't stop. It's about the cause. It's about the root cause. You can't just mask it. And that's what I want to get into in the show is I want to get into talking about just the traditional um treatment that has always been done for osteoarthritis, kind of the cycle that people go through. I think a lot of people are going to relate to that because that's going to show us how we can do it different and why it's so important that we that we do it different as yeah. as we come up in these next segments. But um, that's one main thing I just want people to know that it's not normal. Yeah. You know, and no, arthritis is not normal at all. Um, and osteoarthritis in of itself, people sometimes don't even understand how to even detect it because the numbers that I give between 50 and 60 million, that's just what they're saying is this is a conservative number of what we think it is. And it's, it's not an autoimmune type condition with osteoarthritis. It's been shown that it's due to, you know, mismovement uh, within a mm-hmm. joint space. And so it creates this inflammation and it can honestly become debilitating for a lot of people. And it's not just within the knees or the hips. I mean, it can affect the shoulders, the hands, the feet, um, and even the spine. And so making sure that there's some understanding of, of how to address it and, and knowing that, you know, there are different options to be able to correct it. And I was actually doing some research, just stats on everything from knee replacements and hip replacements and things like that, just on osteoarthritis. They're expecting to be, I think it's 3.5 million replacements uh, by 2030, wow. I think is what it is, just oh, in the wow. knees. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. There's 600,000 knee replacements every single year just for knee issues. Yeah. And we definitely need an alternative because yeah. we're, there was an earlier show where we talked to Dr. Gavick, who's mm-hmm. a stem cell expert, and he was saying like 20% of knee replacement patients have never get pain relief at all. Right. It, yeah. It's staggering. Yeah. And then plus all the risks and, you know, and having that surgery, if there is an alternative, that's what we need to discuss. And we talk a lot about OA. I want to talk in future segments, other things that regenerative therapies can help Absolutely, because it can help with rheumatoid arthritis as well. Mm -hmm. Psoriatic, the the whole array of arthritic conditions. Right. And main thing is I get a lot of questions from patients is, you know, they think their osteoarthritis is genetic, but Mm -hmm. it's not. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well, because we are coming up on a break. 
Um, but you're going to want really want to stay tuned, Kansas City, because we're going to dig into the different types of regenerative therapies and an alternative to surgery. No one wants surgery. If you do, we got another conversation to have. So stay tuned for this next segment. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate, and I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you were listening earlier today, we are talking about regenerative therapies. And I'm here with the regenerative therapy expert of Kansas City, Dr. Adam Boonder. Hey. hey. And then also <laughs> Troy, our research expert, our master fact finder who always keeps me in line. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. I know. So earlier, we're, you know, we were just talking about um, regenerative therapies because that's something that we do in our clinic. And I totally forgot, Troy, to mention how people can find out about our clinic because we're going to talk about regenerative therapy. And I know we're not going to get it all in today's show because oh, yeah, there's impossible. so much. So, so much. How can they find out more? Yeah, they can just go to our website at NorthlandPhysicalMedicine.com or they can go to our Facebook page and just check us out at Northland Physical Medicine or you can even call into our office at 816-452-4488. Talk to our front desk and they can get you scheduled for any type of... Like a consultation you know, just, like, just yeah, to meet the doctor. consultations are always free just to, to go over, you know. Because yeah. one of the main things we use it for in our clinic is for osteoarthritis, joint pain. I mean, even rheumatoid arthritis responds really well to regenerative therapy. And that's what we were talking about is, you know, people are living longer, right? They're right. outliving their cartilage. Yeah. You, when you retire, you want to have fun, you want to travel, you want to do things, but you're not going to be able to do that if you're crippled or disabled or in pain. And and you mentioned in the first segment very specifically that, yeah, we're living longer, but what is the true quality of our life? And I think that's the key thing that is truly missed in our healthcare system is it's not just about palliating these symptoms and keeping people going. It's about allowing them to live the life that that they truly deserve to live and and to help Mm -hmm. them to understand that there are options, which is why we're talking about this Obviously, very yeah. specific subject. And I mean, you even mentioned at the very end of the last segment, and, and it kind of hit me as well, and I think probably a lot of the listeners, is that you mentioned very specifically about OA and how the majority of our patients, and I mean, for as long as we both have been practicing, when patients come in and we take an x-ray of their spine or, or their knees or their joints, and they're like, oh, it's genetic. Yeah, my you mom know? has it. or Right. You know, my dad had it. Yeah. So, Dr. Kent, yeah. t- tell me. I mean, I know we both yeah. know this, but- Dive into that for the listeners, because honestly, we want to literally debunk that myth. We've done a whole debunking on other myths, but uh, hit on that a second. Well, I mean, osteoarthritis is actually, it's an arthritis caused by wear and tear on the Mm -hmm. joints. And my question I always ask is they're like, um, you know, their left knee hurts or they have left knee pain and they're diagnosed with osteoarthritis in their left knee. And they're like, my doctor said it's just old age. It's just old age. I'm just getting old. And I always say, well, if you're just getting old, why not your right knee? Why just your left knee? And some of these patients are probably 32, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> in their 30s. Or- That's what's disturbing is uh, right. we're seeing uh, degenerative arthritis in our patients younger and younger. Yeah. But usually the light bulb comes on and they say, oh, goodness, you know, you're right. right. You know, yeah. it's because there is an underlying cause. And that's what we talk about all the time. There's an underlying cause. There's a biomechanical yeah. issue. Why are you wearing out your left knee faster than you're wearing out your right knee? Isn't the same genetic code in your right knee as is in your left knee? Right. And then when it comes to genetic, oh, well, my mom had it, my dad Mm -hmm. had it. 
um, if you listen to an earlier show, and you can always catch it on podcast, we talked to Dr. Jack Wolfson, who is a cardiologist, and right. he was a typical pill-pushing pill cardiologist and now treats naturally, and he said it really well. Um, now I'm losing my train of thought, going backtracking like that. But he was like, when people say it's genetic, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to heart disease, but same thing with osteoarthritis, yeah. well, you live the same lifestyle your mom and dad did. Right. They had it, but you have the exact same sedentary lifestyle that did. The same, Usually you eat about the same things nutritionally that right. your parents did. So wouldn't it make sense that you come up with the same conditions? And a lot of people work the same jobs their family did. Yeah, If they worked on the farm, you work on the farm. There's lots of uh, people who are have a whole family of firefighters. Yeah, They're all firefighters. Mm-hmm. You might wear out the same joints that they did. They're all doing the same thing. And, you know, unfortunately, in, in this healthcare industry that we have, and it, it's different in other countries, but here in the U.S., it is really simple for somebody, a doctor. I mean, even for you and I, if we were sitting down with a patient, it's really simple to say, it's just your genes, you know, or it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, here's a medication just for that symptom. But if you really look at the research and begin to dive into this stuff, I mean, genes only account, I mean, it's like two to 5% of what happens to us. You know, we right. all have these ge- genetic tendencies and factors, but things like osteoarthritis, um, I haven't read too many articles where it links it directly to a genetic type of tendency. It? And it's just, again, it's easy to blame it on it. that. And, yeah. But we, you can't do things the easy way and be proactive about your health. Well, and ex- expect exceptional results. Yeah, and expect exceptional results. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, it's hard to educate patients so that they can live their fullest potential and be proactive about their health. And it would be okay to take the, it's not okay actually to take the lazy way out and just be like, Oh, it's just genetic. Here's a pill covered up, you know, and there may be some patients that that's all they're going to do. They're not going to change their lifestyle, but we owe it to our patients to tell them the truth, tell them exactly what the single best thing is for them to do. And then they can make the decision about their own health care. But don't rob them of that. You have to tell them. You've got to keep giving them that that information. And again, I I talked about this in the first segment. We are flooded with information today. But, you know, knowledge, information, it really isn't anything unless you take action towards doing something. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is. I mean, that could be just getting up and walking and changing that sedentary lifestyle. I mean, that that's regeneration in of itself is just creating motion and movement mm-hmm. patterns. Um, One so, thing I yeah. do want to go over actually is when it comes to arth- osteoarthritis, and mm-hmm. let's use like a knee as an example, because it's one of the most common joints that we treat in our clinic because yeah. knee, knee pain is one of the most common causes of disability and loss of work right. um, today in America. So the typical cycle that our patients go through, and they usually go through all of this before they, they come to us, yeah. is first you start getting knee pain because we're using knee as an example. Right. And then... You don't go to the doctor because we don't go to the doctor first. We go to CVS. We have Advil, aspirin, ibuprofen. We got over the counter. We know exactly what we need. So you get some over the counter NSAIDs and that may relieve the pain for a little bit. But the thing is, is your body is smart and it's trying to tell you something is wrong. So it will turn up the pain. Like, hey, I'm still here. There's still a problem. You can't mask me. Fire alarm's getting louder. Right, right. right. So you'll go back to CVS or I don't want to plug. I like CVS. I go there quite often, but. You go back to the drugstore. <laughs> I don't want to dog anybody here, but... What about Walgreens? Come on, people. Yeah, oh, no, I know, no. I know. You go back to the drugstore and you get a stronger NSAID, right. right? Extra strength. And then that may work for a little bit. But again, your body is smart and it's going to turn it up. So mm-hmm. then you go to your doctor. They take an x-ray. You have osteoarthritis. You have degeneration. The space in your knee is getting smaller. Let's do a cortisone shot. Or even before that, the opioid Let's epidemic that opioids. we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Right. Take some opioids. 
come back if it doesn't go away. Well, guess what? You're going to come back because it's not going away because you're not addressing the underlying cause. Yeah. Now let's try a cortisone shot or two or three or God forbid more right. than that until you come back and say, hey, it's worse. Let's do an MRI, deeper imaging. Okay, yes, it's worse like we thought it would be. Right. Let's do arthroscopic surgery. Mm-hmm. Go in and scrape it out. Then what's going to happen? Scar tissue is yep. going to develop and it's going to get worse. worse to eventually you need a knee replacement. And when I talk to you know patients and I talk to large groups, they're like, yep, me, me, me. I'm in line for a knee replacement. And that's when they walk in our door. I don't want a knee replacement. Or I can't have one. I don't qualify. I need to lose weight first. Or, you know, yeah. I'm too sick or diabetic or, you know, whatever that issue is. Then they can't get the knee replacement that the doctor kind of pushed, you know, kind of drug them out, watch and wait, watch and wait until that's what well, you need. Right. Yeah. One thing you you've always you always say at your talks is you know, the first one or two cortisone injections actually degenerate the joint even more. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do a whole show it, on that. It, it creates that. a vascularity within that joint, already a very low vascular space mm-hmm. within the body, but it, it just accelerates that that progress yeah. of degeneration. I know. So we're coming up on a break and we're just really kind of getting hot and heavy in this, but I want to talk about you. You want to avoid that whole cycle? We have an answer and there is an alternative and an option for you and that's regenerative medicine. So you're really going to want to stay tuned for this next segment. If you're suffering with osteoarthritis in your knee and you want help and you have more questions, you can come into our office, just like Troy said earlier. You can find us on Facebook at Northland Physical Medicine and our website, northlandphysicalmedicine.com. Stay tuned, Kansas City. And actually, I think we're going to have something in the office, aren't we, Troy? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we're playing it for June 26, 630. June 26, 630 in our office. Okay, stay tuned, Kansas City. See you in a minute. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I'm your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you've been listening to us today, we're talking about regenerative therapy, regenerative medicine, and alternatives for osteoarthritis and joint pain to surgery, opioids, drugs, and all of that. I'm here with my good friend, Dr. Adam Boonder, who is the regenerative therapy expert here in Kansas City. And then also Troy, our master fact finder as well. Hey, everybody. So if you were listening earlier, like we were kind of rushing in the last segment because there's so much information out there. And Dr. Adam and I are so passionate about being proactive about your health, not utilizing drugs and surgery. And we talked about the typical medical model when it comes to osteoarthritis and how it's typically a mask and cover up and wait until you need a knee replacement. Yeah. And it's almost like people, when you talk to people in life, they're just waiting for their knee replacement. When I get my knee replacement. Or or they've gone through the surgery and sometimes they've had a a bad reaction. There's been a scenario and they're like, oh yeah, and my next one's being scheduled for, you know, six months down the road. I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there thinking, wait a second. Yeah. That, it didn't even work. You can only do so many. Right. That, you know, before your body is just not going to accept anymore. And unfortunately... I wish more patients would come into my office sooner. And I think it's happening. That's why we do the show, advocating for health and wellness, getting people being more proactive. But unfortunately, a lot of patients come into my office as a last resort. And my doctor says I'm supposed to have a knee replacement. What else can I do? Because they're Googling, they're researching. We're Mm -hmm. in the information age. And they want to see something, another opinion. Yeah. And how many times have you had somebody come in? They're like, yeah, my surgery is actually scheduled for Mm -hmm. a month out. What can we do? And, And unfortunately... 
you know, sometimes there's not a lot of things that can be done within that time to right. really correct the underlying issue. But yeah, you can actually have some help, even if it's scheduled a month out or, or two weeks out. What I would say is to make sure that, I mean, you are addressing that, that you are taking action because there are other answers besides surgery. And yeah. that's why we're here, especially for osteoarthritis um, within the joints. Now, it could be the knees, it could be the shoulders, the hands, the toes. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I think we see more than that is patients coming through with already had one knee replacement done, and they said, I never want to go through that again. Oh, absolutely. What can I do with my other knee? Right. Yeah. Then they're more proactive. You know, I don't want someone to have to go through that before they make that decision or come to that realization. Right. So what I want to ask you, Dr. Adam, because you are the regenerative therapy expert mm -hmm. in this room, especially, yeah. <laughs> and here in yeah. Kansas City, is, okay, so People talk about stem cell therapy. That's one type of regenerative medicine. What types of stem cells are there? Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's different form. I say stem cells. I mean, there's different forms of regenerative therapy uh, that are out on the market. Um, first of all, what I want to kind of get into is just in the, the regenerative kind of scheme of things, what regeneration is. I mean, there's major factors, especially when it comes to stem cell therapy uh, specifically. And, and there's three main things that, that stem cells can actually do. Number one. Um, it reduces inflammation within the areas that it's actually injected, whether it's in a joint or venously, uh, but that's one of the major factors. Um, it's uh, immune modulatory. Um, when we talk about some of the, the factors of stem cells, meaning that it can actually go in and help the immune system as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously the regeneration side of it. You know, I always ask people, do you want to begin to regenerate or do you want to continue to degenerate? Because degeneration occurs because there's a lack of vascularity anywhere within the body. Um, you can take that all the way from diabetes, to osteoarthritis within the joints. That's why they're not healing at the rate that they're supposed to heal is because the, the vascular system really isn't there. And so one of the major factors and when we talk about regenerative medicine is the big thing that it is angiogenic, meaning that it helps to produce blood vessels to those areas where it's really avascular. And that's why it has such an amazing effect. Yeah. With things like osteoarthritis. And there's more and more research coming out. And there's a ton of research on osteoarthritis. That's why we've been doing it in our clinic and getting right. results. But I'm telling you, we are just at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what stem cell therapy can do. I mean, Troy, oh. you're the fact finder. I mean, you look up stuff all the time. You're in my ear about it. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I was reading a couple articles about how uh, they're looking at treating heart failure down the oh. road. Um, one, of our, one of the reasons we really started doing this in our clinic a lot was because of that uh, autism study from Duke University that mm -hmm. it's going to change the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, whoa, wait, what? I mean, when yeah, it comes I mean, to autism. Is, yeah. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. When we talk about stem cell therapy from, you know, studies like Duke with autism to heart related conditions to osteoarthritis, ALS, I mean, there are these major uh, diseases, you know, that we've been told for so long that there's, there's no cure. You know, there's nothing out there. And, and I'm not sitting here saying that stem cells, cure anything. I'm saying that they have factors within them, growth factors, cytokines, mm -hmm. chemokines, you know, and, and then obviously the stem cells that are within there that help to replenish the vascularity within the body. Any type of disease that happens is due to basically cells dying yeah. and an avascular system mm -hmm. and inflammation. And so we have stem cells in our own body. Like oh, yeah. we're born with stem cells. You can pretty much get stem cells from Anywhere within your body. There's stem cells within your skin, within your eyes, your teeth, your bone marrow, um, your blood. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're everywhere. Um, and most of stem cell therapy and where it's gone here over the last, you know, 30, 40 years is, is trying to find those areas where we can actually utilize and get 
the most stem cells. They're, they're called mesenchymal stem cells. I don't want to get too scientific because most people don't want to hear that, uh, but they call them MSCs. And, and these MSCs, um, basically, they, they dock to different areas. They're already in your body, and they're extracting them. Yeah, and so, so they we first, can harness that healing power, right. power, you know, because God created our, our bodies so smart. I mean, it can heal itself, but if we can concentrate that, put yeah. it into a knee that's osteoarthritic and actually regenerate that tissue. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. And the thing is, is in, I'll let you touch on this, but um, we know that we have stem cells in our body as right. we age. Even when we're 80, we have stem cells in our body. But right. there's a difference from when we're young to when, when we're, we're old. old. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest things of where those stem cells come from, the, the mass majority of places that are utilizing stem cell therapy now, they're, they're getting it from bone marrow mm-hmm. um, and also adipose tissue. Yeah. From um, your own body. From your own body. And right. which is can actually be a great, great way to actually get those stem cells. But like you said, from from young to old, where it's coming from, there's all these factors that go into it. And this is what the research is showing is as we age, our stem cells also age with us. Right. They're also dealing with the same toxic factors that we put into our body. Um, and in fact, statistically, when you start to look at some of these numbers, what the research shows, when you're an infant, you have about one stem cell per 10,000 cells. By the time you're 80, it's one out of every two million and right. so obviously we have less cells. That's why children heal so much faster than we do as adults. Exactly. Like my son broke his arm and he was healed in four weeks. Yeah. So, so when we're, when we're looking at this, yeah, somebody that's 80, 90, when they fall and break their hip, I mean, it, unfortunately, sometimes that's a death sentence yeah. because they're not able to get up and move again. And, and so that's where this regenerative therapy really comes into play. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's other things that we can do for regeneration. Uh, PRP therapy is a good one. That's platelet-rich plasma. Um, that's where they just extract blood. They centrifuge it down, spin it very, very fast. That's what centrifuging down means. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can actually take out that plasma. They can put that into joints. And, and that has growth factors. That has growth has factors. That has healing factors. Exactly. Maybe a stem cell or two, but not enough to quantify or to know if, if that's something that's there. But we know yeah. it has healing properties. Exactly. And you can actually, you can get relief with, yeah. with that as well. And I kind of call that like kind of the, the silver uh, package of, of regenerative mm-hmm you know, injections into a joint. And then you have things like your bone marrow and your adipose tissue, which I kind of call the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's really because you're getting a high number of these cells. But again, it's dependent on your age. It's dependent on what you've done to you your gotta body. you got to go through a procedure to get it out. Yes, you have to have it extracted surgically. There are risks that are then involved within that. Mm-hmm. Um, post-operative decline, cognitive decline is one of the things that research has shown. Um because you're going under anesthesia or you're even having local anesthesia put in there. So it can have some major effects. Right. Now, what I call kind of the platinum package is utilizing and what's been shown, the youngest stem cells are actually stem cells that are coming from um- umbilical cord blood. Right. Because we um, wouldn't mess with embryonic. Uh, fortunately, that's illegal to use like fetal yes. or embryonic stem cells or aborted yeah. stem cells. These come from healthy life births. Yep. They're umbilical cords that are donated. Exactly. And so you're essentially getting nine-month-old stem cells. Yeah. So Would you rather heal like an 80-year-old or like a nine-month-old? Right. And, and so yeah. these, these mothers in the hospitals are donating what is called basically the birth waste, the umbilical cord, the placenta, and typically the hospitals will throw that out. Um, that's why it's called medical waste. Mm-hmm. Or it can be donated. Now, these mothers have to go through all the serology testing. And so everything is regulated through the FDA, the Tissue Banks of America. And, and so... You can begin to utilize that cord blood. And so when we talk about even the, the rate of which these cells replicate to allow your body to heal, an infant heals faster, mm-hmm. obviously because they're younger, they have more cells, you know, one out of every 10,000, as opposed to an 80-year-old that's one out of every 2 million. 
But how fast can they then replicate or call on your own cells Mm -hmm. to create that healing in in this cord blood and what's actually being utilized to heal faster? It's about every 24 hours it's doubling. So yeah. that's why we get such ridiculous results. Yeah. So in if, our if you had one cell that's that's injected into your joint from the umbilical cord blood, those MSCs, within one month you'd have one billion cells. Okay. At an eighty-year-old, if you injected one cell after one month, you'd have two hundred. Yeah. So not so the, <laughs> the rate of regeneration is not surpassing the rate of degeneration, and that's why you know we utilize these younger, robust cells. And again, and I'll say this over and over again: this is done all ethical standards, you know, going through the tissue bank regulations, mm-hmm. just through that that waste that the hospital would literally just throw away. So not utilizing your own, one of the most common questions I get in the office is, if we have time, we'll touch on it, but we'll, because I know we're coming up on a break, but one yeah. of the most common questions my patients ask is, will my body reject it? It's not mine. Right. And some people even step back and like, why would I want something from somebody else within me? That's that's a big one too. Kind of the mm-hmm. same question, just posed different ways. And I think we'll we'll touch on that in the next segment. Yeah, when we come back, we'll touch on that because that's a very common question. Hey, you know, is this safe and will my body reject it? Yeah. Um, So we're going to touch on that. But we get ridiculous results with stem cell in our clinic. And that's why that's definitely why we want to talk about it. If this is something that you're interested in for yourself, Troy, tell them how they can find it. Yeah, if you guys want to learn more about this um, thing that we do in the office, you can come to our uh, dinner with and it's not dinner with the doc. I'm sorry. It's a uh, informational meeting, June 26, 630 at our office. Yeah, at our office. And you can find us on Facebook at Northland Physical Medicine. Um, or you can just call our front desk directly. Talk to Haley. Talk to David. 816-452-4488. Stay tuned for the next segment. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I know you hear my cry. Your love is lifting me above all the lies. No matter what I face, this I know in time. Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and you've been listening today. We're talking about regenerative therapy, and we're talking about joint pain, osteoarthritis. I have in studio with me Dr. Adam Boonder, who is Kansas City's regenerative therapy expert. Hello. And then I also have Troy, who is our master fact finder. And we're coming back as right at the very end of our last segment. You know, we're talking about all the different types of stem cell therapy. We talked about PRP Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we have stem cells in our own body, but there's problems with that because as we age, they're subject to the same toxins we put in our body, you know, as we live. And as much as we want to say that we live the most pristine lives, I've spent yeah. too much time in the sun. I've eaten McDonald's. What? I don't anymore. <laughs> but um, I've drank too much, too. You know, I did have fun time in college. But I, you know, we, we damage our bodies and therefore yeah. our own stem cells are damaged. Yeah. The most ideal stem cells is actually young, healthy, robust stem cells. And you can get those ethically from healthy live births, from umbilical right. cords. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, fetal. In fact, that's illegal, thank goodness. Right. We're able to get those healthy stem cells. But what we touched on at the very end, Dr. Adam, is that my one of the most common questions I get from my patients is, that's all well and good, but if I'm getting stem cells from a, an infant's umbilical cord, will my body reject that? Yeah, and the answer is no, actually, because... Um, when you're getting it from the umbilical cord, there's a thing called HLA testing. Anybody that's had any type of blood transfusions and things like that, they have to test to make sure that you're a perfect match. 
And that's one of the reasons why they're not even taking bone marrow from one person and putting it into another because, again, if you talk about bone marrow transplants, which is stem cell therapy has been around for quite a while because we know about bone yeah. marrow transplant. That's technically stem cell transplant. Um, but when you get into the HLA testing, when it comes from the umbilical cord from that fetal tissue, they don't have to actually match any HLA because the antigen is not there. The human right. lymphocyte antigen is not there. So, and because of the immune modulatory effects, right? That's from, my next question. Yeah, yeah, of the effects of this, I would say that the stem cell is almost like two sided. There's one side of it that reduces inflammation. There's another side of it that protects your body from any type of, of type of an immune reaction from these cells. And so it, it's kind of like a barrier that's put up. But not only does it not affect the body in an immune response it actually releases T helper cells and, and these other cells to begin to increase the immune system within your body. Um, it, it's pretty amazing. And, and the fact is that these cells, these stem cells, aren't actually turning into your cells. They're actually drawing your own stem cells to begin to replicate, duplicate, and heal as if it was that young, robust cell. Yeah. So what's cool is, is so amazing. this is what I want to touch on, is what kind of results can people expect? I want yeah. you to know, because... You're, you're in line for a knee replacement, you know, or mm -hmm. surgery, and you don't want to do that. Or you're, you know, doing anything, something even more wonderful. You want to be proactive, and right. you're starting to get some knee pain. It's initial, and you want to keep your tissue healthy and regenerate it. What results can you expect? Like, how quickly can you start to see right. relief of pain? And and you don't want to have to go to Costa Rica or overseas or Denver right. or, you Tijuana. know. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> um Maybe we want to go to some of these places, but not to you, you know, right now. <laughs> um, but the truth is, is, is going to some of these places, you, you can get that same treatment right here. And in expectations, again, everybody's different. So I'm not here to claim anything specifically for each individual. But one of the things that we do begin to notice, typically within two weeks, inflammation begins to reduce. Right. Um, so not taking my insides anymore. Yes. I don't have to take as much. And that's that's the most common thing. Within two to three weeks, people are like. And I don't have to take my, my painkiller. I don't have to take my muscle relaxer. I don't mm -hmm. have to take you know, that anti-inflammatory. Um, typically then we see most of our results within four to six weeks, weeks post an injection. Mm -hmm. And that's where range of motion is going to begin to increase. And again, inflammation continues to decrease. And we even have some, uh, we have one testimony actually standing right here uh, with us right now. Yeah, I'm which a is, which bilateral is uh, stem cell patient. Yeah. yeah. So Tell yeah, us uh, yeah. about your story, Troy. So yeah, I, I was a... Uh, Basically, play uh, soccer all the way up to college. Um, knees really bad. Uh, would swell up every time I went and played after college. So um, anyway, I suffered with that until I was thirty-six. Yeah, and you've had two surgeries. Yeah, I've had two surgeries on both knees. Um, the meniscal surgery, meniscal with... ACL repair. Um, yeah, they were. So your knees were weren't moving the way that no, they, were they to. they would swell up anytime I did a light jog, anything like that. Um, but had my first one, my left knee done. Uh, so much better. How then, simple was the uh, oh, what, procedure? Like maybe maybe five minutes. Just like one injection. Yeah, one injection, uh, and then it went went so well that we we discussed and we did my right knee, and mm -hmm. now I've lost forty pounds since January because my knees don't hurt. Yeah, you were uh, able to exercise. I can exercise. Didn't now. you call me like? Yeah. How many weeks was it after your injection? And you called me from the gym. Maybe like three or four weeks. Yeah, he calls me from the gym and he's like. I'm running at 7.0 on the treadmill. <laughs> That's and I'm awesome. like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that yet. And he's but my knee isn't swelling. It's, it feels such good. Such a case in point, though, the truth is people come in and they're suffering. What's amazing that we typically see is somebody's coming in with right knee pain. Once we look at an x-ray and we see the left knee, 
it's actually worse than the other. It's just not having that same inflammatory response. But for you to get the results that you wanted to lose 40 pounds, your knees weren't even allowing you to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're actually, you played in the alumni soccer game. Hey, let's not bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're running circles. The knees weren't hurting. How was the pride? I was actually still on the bench sucking some wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, those, these are the typical results that we get in our office when it comes to yeah. stem cell therapy. We even, we talked in a, earlier in the show, we talked about how a lot of athletes get this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be just for athletes because right. You know, they put a lot of wear and tear in their joints because that's their career is, you know, playing football, golfing, apparently, you know, <laughs> putting wear and tear on their joints. You're going to have a lot of golfers not I liking know. you after this. I'm segment. joking. You got to get to know my sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to poke, I'm going to poke the bear a little yeah. bit, but they have an off season to recover. Yeah. But we're all athletes in a sense, you know, industrial athletes. We have a patient that's a firefighter. He mm-hmm. saves lives every day. He puts a lot of wear and tear on his joints. He had stem cell on his knee. He has amazing results. He's still, you want to still work, you want to work, and you don't want to tear your body up while you work. And then when you retire, you want to be able to have fun. You want to be able to travel. You want to play with your grandkids, garden. You don't want to spend your entire time in retirement in doctor's offices. Right. You know, getting cortisone shots, surgeries, and wasting money. Yeah. (laughs) And spending your retirement on your healthcare costs as well. I mean, just so many amazing testimonials and results that's why like i said when we first came on we can't keep this a secret not that we're trying to we need to advocate for it we need to get the word out so troy we are having um, and we always try to educate as much as we can so if you want more information about this you want you just have more questions this is a big subject a lot of times people have more questions you can call dr adam directly i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) wait a second you can come into our office and we're actually having a sit down inside our clinic and answering a lot of these questions when is that yeah we're gonna be doing that uh, june 26 at 6 30. you know it's not gonna be a big event Uh, i think we're probably gonna keep it to 20 25 people just because we want to be an intimate setting and um you know let the the meeting go a little quicker than having 100 people there but yeah yeah, get your questions answered i'll be there i'll be talking about um, stem cell therapy, about PRP, about regenerative options. You'll be able to ask all of your questions. You know, even individually, I always like to go around and talk individually because lots of people don't want to talk about their healthcare issues in a, in a large right. group. And um, we're doing that. You can, you're just, hey, I just want to have a consultation to find out if this is right for me. How can right. they do that, Troy? Yeah, they can just, uh, you can reach us on our website at northlandphysicalmedicine.com. You can also go to our Facebook page and check us out at Northland Physical Medicine, um, or you can call our office. Call the office directly and uh, talk to our front desk and get yourself a consultation. Consultation is complimentary. Just sit down with a doctor, get your questions answered, make sure you're comfortable with our office. Mm -hmm. You know, we can make sure that that we can help you and we can can go from there, essentially. But really, to kind of end the show, because we're about to end up, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to stem cell therapy and regenerative medicine. We can help and there are options for you. You don't have to have surgery. So thank you for listening. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. If you miss this, you know someone that should have heard this, check out our podcast. Check it out on iTunes. It'll be up there shortly. You can hear it there as well. Thank you so very much, Kansas City. Stay tuned next week. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.